Hello. Today is the fourth Sunday in Advent. Christmas Day is on the horizon, tempting us to read the familiar stories, sing carols and generally move into holiday mode. But that's actually five days away. Today we're looking at the prologue to this story, perhaps. The moment when Mary's love is called to action by love itself. As we've spent time with Isaiah through Advent, we've seen how he has brought the faithfulness of God to his people into sharp focus, as Jackie reminded us of the God who acts on behalf of those who wait for him, Isaiah 61 verse 4. We look too with Margaret at how God is also the one who says, Comfort, comfort my people, Isaiah 40 verse 1, bringing us the hope that he's not forgotten us. And last week, Andy encouraged us to reflect on how, even in the worst of times, God clothes us in a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, Isaiah 61 verse 3. In these weeks, as we've looked at all these passages and reflected on them for ourselves, I wonder how you have felt. Have you heard the song, Mary Did You Know?, It's a beautiful and popular song filled with references to the life and ministry of Jesus. It asks Mary if she has any clue about this child God has asked her to carry. The title's question is, however, one that we can answer authoritatively from Scripture. Of course Mary knew. Mary would have been familiar with the words from Isaiah that we've looked at over these last few weeks, and many more besides. We only have to read her song in Luke 1, 46-55 to see that. Mary knew the scriptures, a remarkable feat considering individuals, especially poor individuals, did not have their own copies like we can today. But she would have heard them, read at her local synagogue each week, and hidden the words in her heart, which is how she knew about the Messiah who was to come. She probably knew a great deal about the identity of this Messiah that, like everyone else, she was waiting for with great hope, expecting the comfort from God for his people at last. She would have had great faith in the messages she found in Isaiah, Psalms and Habakkuk about his potential miracles, his deity and his offer of salvation. So yes, Mary did know. She knew that her baby boy would eventually to quote the song, one day walk on water, save our sons and daughters, come to make her new, give sight to a blind man, calm a storm with his hand, and one day rule the nations. And even as she knew all that, the history of Israel that told her this would be difficult, there could be yet more despair along the way. But perhaps she also saw a tiny glimpse of joy and so could say her yes to God. So although surprised that she was to be the mother of the promised Messiah, Mary was not baffled by the pronouncement that there would be one. In fact, when the angel Gabriel told her that she would be the mother of the coming King of Israel, her only question was, how can this be since I am a virgin? Chapter 1, verse 34 of Luke's Gospel. Imagine if you can for a moment, getting on with your everyday chores, when suddenly an angel comes to you, tells you not to be afraid, but you are going to be the mother of God's son. 
How would this make you feel, ladies? Gentlemen, you might like to reflect on how you would feel being told this news about your fiancé. I suspect that we would possibly all have three things going through our minds in this moment. Faith, hope and joy, all mixed up together in a whirlwind of emotion. I suspect faith because you too know the scriptures that tell us that God is faithful to his people and will save them. The expectation of Israel, Mary included, was that the Messiah would save them from their enemies. Indeed, the Hebrew scriptures teach that the son of David would do what is just and right in the land and that in his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell in safety. Jeremiah 23 verses 5 and 6. Mary had faith in God to bring salvation. It's writ large throughout scripture that he will and she did not doubt it. I suspect that you would have hope too for all the amazing promises of scripture that the Messiah coming would make life so much better for people. There is much hope for the vaccines against COVID-19 to do that, just that for us now. But Isaiah said there would be miracles of healing. The eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame will leap like a deer and the mute tongues shout for joy. That's Isaiah 35 verses 5 and 6. In fact, years later, Jesus cited this very verse as proof to John the Baptist that he was indeed the Messiah. Report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Matthew 11 verse 5. And I suspect that there could be joy as well. Joy at the thought of having a baby to care for, to enjoy watching a child grow and develop. What teenage girl doesn't dream about this at some point? And for boys, the idea of being a father and looking forward to football, go-karts, fishing. Fill in your own particular joy here, gents. But Isaiah is aware of the misery of God's people in exile, of the despair of ever being back in their homeland. But God declares that he will clothe them with praise as their exile ends and the Lord's favour is known again. Through worship we can be reminded that God is bigger than any situation we face, that he's not only capable of managing our concerns, but willing, wanting and waiting to. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the sheepfold and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour, Habakkuk tells us in chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. So what did Mary have going through her mind as Gabriel stands before her telling her not to be afraid? Zechariah had recently had an encounter with an angel and amazing things had happened. His barren wife was pregnant. It was so amazing and a real picture of God's love for his people. But what was going to happen to her? Was God going to show his love to her in some incredible way? Greetings, you who are highly favoured. What is it going to look like? She listens intently to him, 
troubled a little as he explains God's plan to send his love to earth, to respond to faith with salvation, to fulfil hope with miracles, to cover despair with praise and joy. We're not talking about, as Tom Wright puts it, a pagan god intervening roughly and inappropriately in the affairs of mortals. No, we are talking about the god who, whenever he takes the initiative to act, it's always a matter of love. Love which will always care for us and save us. I think this is what ultimately rattles around Mary's mind. God loves his people so much, he is dying to save us. Mary, did you know? This, of course, is the same God who's still loving today. Next week, we will recall the familiar story of Jesus' birth. But in this week, let's reflect once more on the God of love who is waiting to send his son to us all over again to show us the love that he has for us, the love that calls us to faith, which means being people who recognise their need to repent of their sins, the love that calls us to hope for the eternal future already prepared, and the love that calls us to be people of joy, trusting in the God who always wants the very best for his people. Do you know this God of love? 1 John 4.16 says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Mary's response to love's vocational request is to be obedient. It's a wholehearted yes. What is your response today? Can you, can I, say with Mary, Yes, Lord? Did she know? Well, yes and no, I guess. The joy and fun and the pain and the tears, they were all part of her life's journey. Do we know? Well, I'm not sure that it matters, actually, because like for Mary, the Holy Spirit will be our companion through it all if we let him. Amen.